State Senator Pat Spearman may have lost her bid for the North Las Vegas mayor seat, but she still has a win we're sure she's very proud of. Spearman co-sponsored the bill that turned into Question 1, which ushered in the most sweeping, constitutionally embedded equal rights protections in the country. Voters said yes by a healthy margin in the midterm election. She was also the driving force in reviving the federal ERA adoption with a bill in Nevada 40 years after the last state ratified it. So who is Dr. Pat Spearman? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're bringing you a special guest episode from a familiar voice, Kate Kelly, who I got to interview a few weeks ago about the ERA. She has this short and sweet bio of Senator Spearman on her wonderful podcast, Ordinary Equality. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Kate Kelly. This is Ordinary Equality. You must remember that when the Constitution was written, that women were regarded as property. The struggle for an equal rights amendment traces back to 1923 when feminist Alice Paul wrote the words that became ERA. Equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. So as we march today, remember, forward together, backward never. If you could change one thing about the Constitution, what would it be? I would add an equal rights amendment to the Constitution. Today, the House of Representatives cleared a hurdle to make the Equal Rights Amendment the 28th Amendment to the Constitution. The House voted to remove a deadline for states to ratify the amendment, which would guarantee women the same legal rights as men. On the show, we've talked about abortion rights crusaders and women's rights activists, people putting everything on the line to make our society more just. This season, we partnered with Womanica, another podcast from Wonder Media Network, to highlight four women who have been pivotal in the fight for equality under the law. Today, we're talking about one of the living torchbearers of the ERA. She may not have started her career fighting for the ERA, but she's become one of its biggest champions. She fought for Nevada to ratify it, and they did, 45 years to the day after Congress first passed the amendment. Let me introduce Senator Pat Spearman. Pat was born Patricia Ann Spearman in 1955 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Her mother was a business school graduate and executive secretary who later became a traveling evangelist. We were traveling all over the place. I think we went to something like close to 200 schools. What that did, though, is that that prepared me for the life that I live now, which is meeting people where they are and quickly being able to talk to them and relate to them and appreciate their background, appreciate who they are. Her father was a veteran, Tuskegee University graduate and electrician. They met as members of the Wings Over Jordan Choir, singing in large venues all over the country. Pat traveled with them, but they were traveling through a deeply racially divided United States. Most venues denied Black people from using the front door, so even the performers had to enter through the back. They'd often bring food and drinks with them, so they didn't have to patronize segregated and often dangerous restaurants or hotels between stops. 
1962, Pat and her mother were taking a bus down to Nashville, Tennessee. When they got to Nashville, Pat asked her mother if she could go get some water. She said, go in there and come right back. I said, yes, ma'am. So I'm opening up the door, and I see this guy, I see a white guy, walk by one of the, the, the water fountains, and he spit in it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to go there. So when I got in, I went to the other one that he didn't spit in. And just as I turned the handle and was getting ready to pull my, put my head down and get the water, my mom grabs me in the back of my, back of my dress and she said, get out of here, what are you doing? And I'm like, what did I do, what did I do? She said, you want to get killed? And she said, look at that. And I, I'm, I'm crying now, I don't know what this means. I said, I just want to get water, what did I do? She said, you can't drink out of that one, you have to drink out of that one. And she said, look at that sign, look at that sign. And the one that he spit in, was C-O-L-O-R-E-D. Learning phonics, I said, it's colo red. I didn't know what that meant, but that stayed with me. She was only seven years old. When Pat was a teenager, her family relocated to Alabama and she became one of the first students to integrate a local high school. She remembers racial harassment from other students opposed to integration, an experience that continued into her time at Norfolk State University of Virginia. Pat would later say these encounters lit a fire within her to fight back and make a difference. In college, Pat joined the ROTC and in 1977 joined the Army. When she enlisted, the Army was unwelcoming to women and entirely banned gay people from joining. Still, Pat worked in the military police corps of the U.S. for 29 years. During that time, she became a celebrated lieutenant colonel. At the same time, the ERA, which Pat would later champion, was dwindling in popularity precisely because opponents claimed it would force women into military service, the very service that Pat had voluntarily entered. After serving, Pat attended the Episcopal Theological Seminary of the Southwest in Austin, Texas. She graduated with a Master of Divinity and once again found herself confronting the racism and sexism of conservatives. When invited to preach, she was often introduced as the speaker rather than her proper title of the reverend, and was even asked to stand away from her proper place at the pulpit. It was during her time as a faith leader that Pat realized she no longer wanted to hide her sexuality. I'm standing before my congregation and I'm preaching them about God's grace and I'm preaching them about God loves diversity and I've not applied it to myself. I'm a hypocrite and I can't do it anymore. So... One by one, I called the leaders of the church to let them know. And the look on their faces told me, this is not going to go well. (laughs) This is not going to go well. Uh, Before that Sunday, we had like about 50-some people in church. And the Sunday after I told everybody, we had seven people. Mostly everybody left. And they left because they said, we can't be under a gay pastor. Watching them walk away, it hurt a lot. You know, I go back and I look at some of the sermons that I wrote then. You can, you can hear the pain. You, you can hear the pain, but you can also hear the hope. And you can also hear what I call freedom. Because now that I am my authentic self, I don't have to worry about hiding anything. Pat began to rebuild. In 2005, she moved to Nevada and founded her own church, the Resurrection Faith Community Ministries. She served as pastor. All of those things, they animate me and they make me more determined 
you know, to get this right. In 2012, Pat began her political career by challenging Nevada State Senator John J. Lee, a two-term incumbent. He opposed abortion rights and same-sex marriage, issues Pat ardently supported. On the campaign trail, Pat was a force to be reckoned with. The combination of her formal speaking experience and her dedication to equality galvanized voters. But not everyone recognized what she was capable of. Somebody asked my then opponent, so we hear that there's some lady preacher in North Las Vegas that's going to run against you. And he turned and said, nobody knows her. I'm not worried about her. And so then a couple hours later, I get a call from a reporter that says, how does that make you feel? I said, good. I like people to underestimate me. She spent just one-fifteenth of the money her opponent did in the primary and won by a margin of 26 percentage points. Upon her election, Pat became the first openly lesbian legislator in Nevada state history. She prioritized and continues to support legislation to promote equality, veterans, and energy, EVE, or Eve, as a nod to the first woman in the Bible. Did you catch it? <laughs> that was intentional because I wanted, every time somebody saw that, I really wanted him to think about women. In 2014, the Equal Rights Amendment came back to Pat. It fell short of ratification in the 1970s, and a group of women were searching for capable legislators to carry bills in the states that hadn't yet ratified it. Nevada was one such state, and Pat was one such legislator. She introduced her first bid at ratification in 2015. I had people calling me saying, is this a stunt? No. And, you know, when we got into the session in 2015, some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle said, why are you wasting our time? You know, the people of Nevada didn't send us here to do this. Um, and, and my response was, the people of Nevada sent us here to do exactly this. But the bill didn't make it out of committee. Ratifying an amendment from the 1970s, nearly 40 years later, was a leap in logic for many people. One legislator even told her that the quest made Nevada look like a laughingstock. But Pat was determined to ratify the ERA, if only because of its importance to pursuing permanent equality. Pat reintroduced the bill in 2016, and again the following year. Women's marches and the growing momentum of the gender equality movement lent the bill much-needed strength. But the bill was coming up against the same arguments. It would force women to lose benefits and register for the draft. In the 2017 session, Pat took the floor wearing all white, a nod to suffragists, and argued for the ERA. At the end of the session, Pat had accumulated eight nays and 13 ayes. Nevada ratified the ERA the first state to do so in four decades. The chamber just erupted. And I'm looking up there, you know, in the, in the gallery, and I'm seeing some of the same women who were crying in the hallway. And, and it felt good. I just, I just crossed my hands, you know, and said, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. Pat continues her fight for equality across all of her occupations and titles today. Since Nevada ratified the ERA, she helped two additional states ratify. Illinois, and Virginia. She is currently running for mayor of North Las Vegas. Every time I see a good fight, I'm gonna get in it, and I'm not gonna quit until we win it. We owe it to the women like Pat to see this fight through. 
This is the final episode of our series. Thank you for following along, and we hope you learned a lot from these women. We can trace the ERA and the fight we're still in through their stories. Like the women you've heard about in this season, you can be part of the ERA fight too. Join with groups like ERA Coalition, Generation Ratify, and Vote Equality. If you want to hear more about Pat, good news. I've got a new book out, also called Ordinary Equality, that goes into detail about each of the women we've talked about this season and even more we couldn't get into. Ordinary Equality is a Wonder Media Network production. This episode was produced by Maddie Foley, Carmen Borca Carrillo, and Ali Tejeda. Thanks again to Senator Pat Spearman.